Tonight on Sidetrack, presented by High Rev Technology, we assess the first quarter, look in on a Deutz, and go redlined. Stay with us. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. What in the world are we going to do this week? Another episode of Sidetracked. And God, what, are we running out of material yet? Actually, I don't think so. For this week, no. Well, no. I got enough to I got enough to talk about me for you know eight minutes. <laughs> Story of your life. <laughs> oh, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name is Meyer. As always, and uh, you look a little older. Feel a little older. Still look like shit. That's a given. <laughs> That's why we're on radio. Yeah. God. We did that one live video. I'm surprised we actually uh, made it through it with a radio. Well, I noticed, I noticed the rerun hasn't resurfaced, and maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I would like to try that again someday. Didn't though. our numbers yeah, like, get cut in half when everybody you know, saw the video? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> and we were shielding our eyes. You know, like a bunch of goofballs, cult. I, I got a plan for the next one. Don't worry. We got this figured oh, out. He did show prep. Scary. Two weeks yeah, in a row. You know, Uh, still ongoing with show prep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots in store. We're in full swing of polling season up here in Michigan and Ontario. Oh, gosh. Big weekend coming up for Thumb Tractor Pullers. Kind of the debut weekend for everybody and everybody, anybody to get out and go play. The 4th Usually. of July weekend's when we start looking for everybody to come out yeah. of woodwork again. So. Yeah, it's coming out weekend. It seems like, you know, yeah, you roll in the port hope and it's like, okay, let's see what, who shows up now, what haulers do we got here. Yeah, you never really know, and man, do they pack them in there. It's always a great time up there. Uh, very dynamic track, and a track that's thrown some uh, curveballs at us the past couple of years, so. Yeah, we thought we had the place figured out, and we don't. No, no, not at all, and uh, Mother Nature's had a big pink part of dealing with that due yeah. to the winners we've had, and now this year, I'm really, really interested to see how this track is going to react due to we are in a drought condition right now. I mean, the Especially news, here. the media outlets right now are all saying, hey, there might be a ban on fireworks this weekend just because of the drought. Holy <laughs> Ban on fireworks. America. You're kidding. So, what do we want to start out with? Wait, news. We, we got news? We got a drop for news. If sound engineer quit texting. I think the whole... This is going to be another one of those weeks where really, because we're in the season, the whole damn show is news. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like playing the drop. We know this. It's pretty interesting. I like it. It's got the perfect feel for us old school and way outdated and a form of media nobody cares about so did you have to fire up a 286 to play that media file <laughs> that was an eight track <laughs> <laughs> oh thank god we got rid of the vinyls it's getting 
Mr. Sound Engineer trying to go all hip-hop with him and just screwed up the sound, you know? Eh, sorry, I messed up the needle. One too many times down in the ghetto for you. Yep. That's what happens you work in Detroit all the time. So, news, what do we got? Like I said, nothing. It's, if we do the news now, then we're just going to do the whole damn show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I guess I got a little bit. I got a poll. I can recap quick. I mean... Um, we'll get into everything in detail, but uh, great poll for Southwestern Ontario down in Pancor, Ontario. Pancourt. Pancourt. Uh, under the water tower. Literally, the water tower is about 30 feet north of the track and towers about 200 feet up. So it's kind of a fun little venue down a little French section of Southwestern Ontario. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And uh, very, very scenic beer garden. So scenic, he can't even continue the sentence. I'm pleading the fifth. No self-incrimination being done any from this point out, but we're going to leave it at that. It's definitely you want to go to a good poll, have a good time. Bancor's on the list. So then uh, Sunday, I crossed back over after our uh, day of debauchery stateside. <laughs> Here. Sister-in-law, or whatever you want to call her, and brother-in-law. Well, I don't know about the debauchery part. I behaved. Yeah, kind of. My wife didn't. God, she was lit. <laughs> no, I behaved myself. I was a good boy. I was sober by the time you know when we left. And I'm, my wife, on the other hand, she had what was it? She came up and she told me she had six beers over four hours. I go, oh, slow oh, down. That's cute. <laughs> <sighs> What, what'd you do for the other three hours? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why'd you take so long of a break? I mean, come on. But no, good time with uh, close family and friends and uh, extended family we're getting to know. So always a good time. Then uh, cross back over across the Blue Water Bridge to go to Petroli, Ontario. And got to watch the Ontario Vintage Tractor Pulling Association and Lambton Kent Mini Pullers. They got some cool minis over there as compared to what we have stateside. Stateside, we don't have a four-cylinder class. and uh, Not with auto engines, anyway. Bike engines, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see. The ultralights. But. Yeah, the ultralights, you know. But uh, there's guys taking the two, three Mustangs, things like that. You know, Ford Mustang engines. God, those old two, threes, especially if you turbocharge them, can really make oh, power. Oh, they're wicked. Oh, they're wicked. Go on our Facebook page, Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh, and uh, the folders for, there's albums of, uh, went ran concurrently, but I separated them by club, so that way you can see everything. Some really cool iron, there's a mini over there with, uh, what was it, Case IH 595 sheet metal on it, which just looked really, really cool, and, uh, excuse me, husband and wife, uh, tag team drivers, so... No, really good time over there. Pull started about 11 o'clock, and I finally said enough's enough about 6 and came home. (laughs) And uh, they had like four tractors left to go, and it was a 16,500-pound class. But I had seen everybody other than a uh, Alice Chalmers 220 already prior. So, But no, lots of pretty iron over there. Great time. Another very welcoming crowd. So, And they're making more helmets. Yeah, anything above a stock tractor, the five-mile-an-hour class, they have to wear helmets. 
the nine mile an hour class, they have to wear helmets. Here we run 10 miles an hour and go, hey, smoking a cigarette. Well, no longer beer in hand, but hell, 20 years, 20, 25 years ago, it would have been a beer in hand. What if they'd let us? Right. <laughs> so, uh, no good times there. We're going to take a break from Southwest uh, for a week and we're going to be rolling stateside for a two day event, but we'll get onto that here in the rest of the show. Um, I guess the next step we got is uh, obituaries, and uh, we do have one this week. Long, long time puller Dave Smith. Uh, Charles, I know you're more familiar with him than I am just due to your God, the man himself, I don't remember it too much about, but yeah, he had the uh, Mother Jugs and Speed uh, ambulance, Chevy ambulance, two wheel drive uh, truck back in the early 80s with U.S. Hot Rod Association, TNT. And um, named after the movie, the same name that was popular in the late 70s. Um, yeah, cool cool looking machine. Uh, something a little bit different. I don't think anybody's even really come close to that style of a. Uh, uh, but the closest was the, uh, the SWAT team van from the same era. Yeah. I forget who had that. But. You know, it, it kills me as you look back on the beginnings of the two wheel drive class as a form of pulling and the body styles like and everything. everything they did. You know, Camaros, you know, that looked like true funny cars. I mean, I think the last one that looked like that was uh, what was it, the Hillman family with uh, Gold Rush? Yeah, and that's actually still Golden, around. Uh, whatever Golden Thunder. Golden and Thunder. Um, Richard Hafner bought it, and I think he renamed it to Buckeye Thunder, and I, as far as I know, it's still out there. But, you know, that was kind of the last of that era that style, of, yeah. you know, why don't we do this? Why don't we do There's that? Why don't we do this? You know, Ford Customs, you know, Studebaker, well, there's, there's Studebaker out there now, right here, but, yeah, you know, Studebaker bodies and doing a purse and... Panels, I mean, you name it, it was... A, El Caminos, yeah, you know anything and everything, and now we're kind of stuck in this S10 Ranger, S10 T bucket, T bucket, yeah. Point and it's it's dull, it's boring. I love the class; it's a cool class. But there's no originality anymore. Well, not no originality, but there, there's very little originality. Very little, because I think too many people look at it being the two wheel drive truck class, and they real forget where the class started out. Yeah, And it's kind of disappointing because with modern fiberglass and carbon fiber technology as compared to what we had, you know, in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, there is so much more potential on what you could do in styling these vehicles. Yeah, for Christ's sake, Floyd Hilton had a Porsche bodied one. Yeah. I mean. Why not? It's easier now to do something like that. Instead, no, we go to cookie cutter pullers and I'm tired of it. You know, I one eight hundred GTS fiberglass. Get yourself an S ten or a Canyon and slap it on there, and off you go. Yeah, you know, I, if we're seeing a few more Ford C cabs, things like that. You yeah, know, there's a few more. You know, it was really cool seeing uh, what was it, Untouchable, the newest out of the Boyer clan. Yeah, the Packard bodies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's something different. Yeah, I like it. I mean, if anybody's out there looking at building a two-wheel drive truck, which I doubt any one of our six listeners were down when we were up to seven. I don't know what happened. Maybe the check didn't cash. But, you know, if anybody's out there listening and is looking at building a super mod two-wheel drive, please don't build a T-bucket. Do something else. Try something different. Open up a catalog. 
Look at better yet, go to your kid's Hot Wheel collection. Pick a car out. It's that easy. You know, there's so much you can do. Go to an go to a good guys event or an NHRA uh, nostalgia series and watch the the nostalgia funny cars and then just pick one. And go, I want one like that, a Vega or a Firebird or something. God, I would love to see a Vega or a Firebird or hell. There's no reason you couldn't do a fiberglass GTO. No, yeah, those are out there. Yeah, or That'd go cool. go watch some. Go go on YouTube and you know fill your head full of door slammer pro mods and, and then do something. <laughs> you know, there's somebody will make it make a body for you. Advanced Chassis got a brand new uh, Demon body got dropped off to do a, a door slammer car with. Could just as easily be a two-wheel drive. It's already stretched. Yeah, you're already within the same wheelbase within, what, maybe a foot or two at the most. And if anything, the only thing, modification you need to do is push the front, front wheel wells and axles forward and, yeah, actually push the wheel wells out to the corners just yeah. because of the way we, we use them in pulling versus drag racing, but most of the buck's already done. Yeah. And it's carbon fiber now. It's not even plastic. Yeah, carbon fiber. It'd be great. God, a 57 Chevy. There, Somebody did one back in the day. There was either 57 or 55. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Any of that Tri-5 era. That'd be cool. Just something. Hell, the, the guy flavor. who kicked off the nostalgia funny car craze back in, when did he build that thing? 1990, 89? Tom McEwen, when he had that 57 Chevy yep. funny car? Do that. God, and you know what? That one carried through forever, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I forget who it was did another one. It was a 55 T-Bird, and they would match mm-hmm. race each other. They were both cool-looking cars. Yeah. some. Let's put some flavor back in the sport, you know. I understand with mods, it's basically all functionality. Tractors, you're limited on the makes and models. There's a lot of variety, but you're stuck with your brand and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing involving a two-wheel drive truck. That really replicates anything from the factory. They're all running Hemis, you know. No, it's nothing. It's it's the... Just venture out. Yeah, try something different. I'll draw something up. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably have four or five drawn up as we speak. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while. The Yeah, well, that's for a future show when it's done. Anyways, we were talking obituaries, so... Rough losing a long time, uh... Pulling legend and hero from the past, but uh, our condolences to the Smith family. And uh, as always, if somebody involved with the sport passed away that you would like us to highlight, AP at SidetrackPulling.com. Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh on Facebook. Uh, Just shoot us a message. Quick, tell us about them a little bit, and uh, we'll make sure they get their five minutes of fame or however long we spend on it. You never know with us. We get long-winded, just like our little rant or side conversation we got sidetracked you know it's our job so uh next birthdays yes indeed there's a few just a few just a few i probably have more than you but probably uh, oh that's why had to i'm clicking my... on my screen going why isn't this opening up i had it right there i had to unlock the i was on a screenshot <laughs> <laughs> that's up first <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I give you your mora. Oh, yeah. Oh, so let's see here. Ooh, there's one coming up. I think we got to make sure we highlight. I don't know if it came up in yours, but we'll get that's a week out. But uh, let's see. Nothing here. today. Uh, Thursday, we got I got one. Mr. Shelby Page. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, 
from the LaCroix, Wisconsin area. We meet, met him down in Gordyville two years ago. Polar in his own right, so happy birthday to him. I think he might even listen to the show, which is a scary thought for a cheesehead, you know. <laughs> I can take my pokes at him. It's allowed. Also tomorrow, um, I, I apologize if I'm murdering your name, uh, Rob Soda from Out and Outlaw Territory runs a John Deere alcohol light super with the Outlaws. Happy birthday to you. Oh, let's see. I go to Sunday at that point. Actually, you're past me. Who do you got for Sunday? Pilot of the NTPA modified four-wheel drive Chevrolet Temporary Insanity, Mr. Ron Newell. Oh, yeah. Has a birthday on Sunday. And uh, next one I have is on Tuesday. Uh, I got one on Monday. Uh, Former Michigan modified puller Todd Gilliland. Uh, he's now uh, oh, wow, busy yeah. in the sand racing. Uh, in fact, he just built a new actual yep. drag truck. Beautiful. Uh, he's 54 on the 4th of July. Happy birthday to Todd. And Tuesday, Mr. Joey Frazier out of the Petro uh, Pulling Camp. I believe, what is he, pilot of the P5 now? Nope, he runs the uh, running no. block. Yeah, that's right, running run block. So happy birthday to him. I can't keep track of which who's in the seat of what pullers for them anymore. We also got uh, frequent PRN uh, guest contributor, especially on Dave Foltz's show, if he ever does it again, uh, Mr. Bubby Race. Who? Yeah, that guy. No, not the birthday, oh. but, you know. Yeah, Dave, I, I, he's vaguely, I don't know. Are, are you referring to the new show that was supposed to come out three months ago and I is now going to be debuting I saw, in like, August? I thought I saw archival stuff like on SoundCloud a long time ago about some behind the, under the hauler, I don't under the show, I don't know. His new nickname is Jack Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, we're going to keep moving on. And uh, that's all I have. I see a couple exciting ones coming up for next week. And I think you see see the same one I got for Thursday. Yeah, the new worldwide correspondent. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to highlight him. Yeah, we'll talk. So, save it for next week. Yep, absolutely. We got a couple next, few next weeks. So, with that, we're gonna take a break. Where I'm gonna go find some nicotine. We're gonna go find some beer, and uh, you stay tuned. Listen to all our great sponsors. Uh, got we'll, we got to make sure we touch on that when we come back. We got a lot of people to make sure we highlight helping out pulling radio networks. So, with that. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back in the No BS Zone on Sidetrack with Armstead and Post here on the Pulling Radio Network presented by High Rev Technology. Oh, boy, yeah. High Rev, one of the other great sponsors of Pulling Radio Network, Polar Air, Upstate Safety and Supply, Vulcan Products, um, uh, Calvert Racing Engines, the list goes on and on. A lot of great people helping us out, really supporting us in what we do. And nobody more important than the fans out there. I know, Charles, you've encountered them with me, encountered them with me over in Ontario. We're getting yeah. a great, great reaction. Um, 
what was the guy young guy's name sean or whatever who was helping us out at shedding with uh yeah making sure we covered the sponsors and all that properly he's First their, he's he their pr he goes, guy for the for yep, southwest for, yeah well runs not their, for southwest just for the shedding or poll. for shedding yeah runs their twitter account and all that stuff yeah but first thing he said he goes i listen to your guys podcast every week you know and thanks for listening yeah thank Checks you guys for listening you know without you guys listening you know we'd still be doing this but it'd be a lot more boring well that was you know we we started this show if you've been with us since week one we always said we know, as long as one person's listening we're gonna keep doing it so here we are yeah and let's face it at that point it'll probably be my parents <laughs> 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 which i gotta yell at them they're like three weeks behind so i've got to get on their case but time to catch dad's up. busy with work and that's the biggest thing there it's hang season it's concrete season yeah so he's going like well, crazy. Hey, if so. you're hey and you're just sitting in the tractor anyway yeah we don't have any stereos in our tractors smartphone earbuds I, I don't think i've ever seen my dad with a pair of earbuds in his hand other than to yeah, yell at true. us for leaving him around somewhere I, I have a hard time picturing your dad wearing earbuds yeah yeah that's i i struggle with that image <laughs> Yeah. Now, because we said that, he's going to do it and <laughs> blow your mind. I mean, the first time he sent me a text, I was so mind-blown, I couldn't respond for 10 minutes. <laughs> Who are you? What have you done with my father? And now he's kind of the technology buff in the household, oh, so there, to speak. See? So there there we go. Bit. All right. At least, at least he likes playing Spider Solitaire on his uh, iPad and looking at Craigslist and Tractor House. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds like Facebook, a complete day. All four Facebook friends, which is my uh, me. myself, my two brothers, and my wife. and uh, Still got more friends than me. Then the one page he follows is sidetracked. So. <laughs> I actually opened up his Facebook one day and I go, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote that. I wrote that. That's I pretty much that. it. Oh, so ignore. No kidding. Oh, I can go to that. Cool. Actually, it doesn't say ignore anymore. They've made it much more impersonal. It just says delete. Right. So what we got to do, we got to make sure we recap some polling. You're going to attend that as well? Yeah, I was supposed to go down to Jackson where I came from today to make sure I'm back. Just kind of filling in between jobs before I start my career in aviation. So nice segue. Radio for one. We turned it into something. Oh, that reminds me of something else I got to put on the show before I'm done. You got a lot of things you got to yeah. do. You've been slacking. Price reduced. Anybody want a 2000 Yamaha Wolverine? 1900 bucks. Pictures on sidetrack with Armstead and Post Facebook page. Which, Nick, it's got to we, go. We've got to discuss this. You know, I didn't know we were turning it to a buy, sell, or trade page. I, I, I'm, I, I didn't realize we were running a Craigslist page. <laughs> when you own it, I'll decide. <laughs> And I'm the guy who started it, so. <laughs> the Facebook page. Oh, God, but great weekend of pulling with Southwestern Ontario. But, I, you know, we had some great runs. Some guys really, really made some great changes. One, got to note, Rick Racher, uh, last, it pulls in the hot, 8,000 and 9,000 hot farm class, uh, has been fighting what last year was a John Deere 4020. Now put the updated sheet metal on, 4430. And uh, that gained him the A-Series pump, allowing him to go up against the guy, the Ford guys with the big Sims pumps on there and where they're able to work them a little more. Uh, Limer pumps, things like that. And uh, 
he has uh, been doing a lot of work trying to get it dialed in and made a turbo change between Dungannon and uh, Pancor and first run down the track in the heavy cl- or light class. Great run, just perfect, held on at the end. And this heavy run, he blew the air cleaner off. And just by the noises that were made, I think there was a turbo that went bye bye. I got another one, did you? Yeah, it's been a rough year over there, Southwest. That's two within four pulls of the season. So, where was the wind out of? Uh, it was out of the south. Yeah, so wouldn't neighbors say that that's that uh, high air density and just packing it in there? And well, from the south, that would have been low. That had been Lake Erie high moisture air, so very well could have been a factor. You know, the water injection from high humidity. You know. <laughs> Those unwanted additives from the Lake Erie water? Oh, God. that That's a different story altogether. What kind of top lube you running in that Lake Erie? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the algae bloom doesn't take place again this year. <laughs> With a side of, uh, what do they call them, fish flies? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> we were getting attacked by fish flies at Boy, the end of the pole. I believe it. But we're right there on the southwest corner of... Uh, so Lake St. Clair, so, so it's fish fly season. Sure is. About another 12 days, that'll be over. And for those of you who don't know what fish flies are... Gross. Lucky for you. You don't go down by the bay and try to buy gasoline this no. time of year at all. No. You avoid anywhere down Anchor Bay. Anywhere that's got a light. Jefferson. Stay the hell away. Yep. You drive through a street light area, and it's like driving... It's like, it's like the fall. You're driving through crunchy leaves, except it's not leaves. <laughs> it's bugs, and they stink of fish. Oh, yeah. God, do they stink. Oh, yeah, it was, I'm sitting there looking at it. It was the end of the night, and they're all coming out. I go, yep, time to go. Yeah. For my truck got covered. Because <laughs> they don't just come off. No. They attach themselves and then die. Yes. That's it. And they, and they do. They, like, glue themselves yeah. to whatever they decide they want to die on. Yeah. And they live, like, what, one day? One or like, two. Yeah, most. something like it's that. It's not much. Yeah, they yeah. have a... The eggs hatch out in the lake. They fly on shore. Well, don't they? They mate before they leave mate the lake. before they leave the lake. Come on land and die. Yep. Real useful existence. That's what I was just thinking. What is the point of a fish fly? <laughs> a lot of other things eat them. Fish, yeah. I mean, we... Yeah, well, I suppose they're... Yeah, for both days. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much. I mean... It's not like they come I and get go. it. That, you know, God created all creatures, and there's this whole circle of life thing. But I'm struggling with the fish fly. They <laughs> can't find the roll. So, uh, back to pulling. Uh, great time over there. Not a lot of uh, real breakout runs. Did get a hold of Broken Blower Belt, though. And uh, like we were talking before, we were going to try to figure out what exactly has changed in Blower Belt technology so that way they uh, don't break as often. Well, it's real easy. Back in the day, blower belts were rubber. Nowadays, they're a car, like a plastic fiber belt. It's actually a stiff plastic. That, yeah. And it, you can actually see where it tore the fibers to break it. So it was pretty, pretty interesting to hold. And I was hoping I could kind take of, it home with me, but I couldn't. Kind of think the main <laughs> part of the belt too back then too, much like tires with some kind of cotton cord. Now I suspect it's Kevlar based. Yeah, and like I said, well, yeah, there's no even rubber on the belt. It's just yeah. a plastic belt. So, kind of cool to get to answer a question there, but uh, uh, no, it was a 
Good good event there. Uh, great job, Orville and uh, Chris Kucher. Uh, instrumental in putting on that poll along with the Kinsmen, which is kind of like our uh, Masons or Lions Club type group over there, the Kinsmen. So great job over there for them. Uh, another successful event. And uh, So when they say you're my brother, they mean it. Kind of, yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> so... Let's see. Oh, I'll oh. take off, you hoser. Oh, ye. Gonna go to Timmy's, get me a double-double. Uh, so, we already kind of went over uh, OVTPA's poll. Two-day event there. I only made it for the second day. And uh, great turnout for them. Kind of cool to see the minis running. Uh, got a chance to talk with Terry Marsh of the Marsh Clan over there. It was his mini sled and his son... I don't know how many passes he made down the track, but I'm willing to guess it was like a dozen between three different vehicles. Got his money's worth. Oh, without a doubt. And this kid knows how to pilot a tractor already. I would hope so he's, with that much practice. Yeah, he's got he's got it figured out. He ro- drove everything from a uh, single-cylinder uh, Cub Cadet all the way up to a f- four-engine Mini, or four-cylinder Mini. And uh, no, it was really, really, really great job piloting. The kid's got that touch. He's going to be coming out on the big scene soon and uh, got a chance to talk to Terry. Uh, he's going to be sitting this season out with the blower truck. Uh, just money's not there and time's not there. They are uh, him and his brother Matt and uh, Bill, I believe, are all. Well, Bill's got his own small engine repair company in the Bothwell area. and uh, But Terry and Bill live and die on the oil rigs. They have a rigging business. And, uh, of course, Oil prices are down, so they're hurting. Put a stop to a lot of the the North American drilling ops. Yep, that's for sure. Yep, so uh, hopefully we see him back out soon. I know he's, uh, he. it's not like he just needed to step away for a little bit. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to do that in the sport. A lot of people have come and gone just because they get burned out, you know, financially, physically, mentally, you know, family obligations. It's not it's terribly a, income and up and down, you know, all levels. You see some guys are just like, Hey, I need a year off. I got, I got stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to get burned out in the sport. You it's, know, it's been a while since I did it, but yeah, I think the, I think the year I was building my house, I think I only went to maybe four poles. I just, I needed the year off. I had things going on. Yep. Couldn't do it. So that brings us on to the next topic. Port hope. Yeah, that'll be the next event for the two of us. Uh, yeah, it's it as we said in the the first segment. It's kind of the the unofficial start to the season where we get to finally see everybody done and out. And I know there's going to be several several vehicles that we haven't seen yet that will be there. Good program, uh, nice facility. Um, they got a tractor show going on all weekend long. Yep. It's kind of the Kind of the village to do up there in Port Hope uh, for the summer. Uh, fireworks, I think, on uh, fu- Saturday. I don't be know because I've never been up there long enough for the fireworks. Uh, tractor show, car show, craft show, all that going on right there. The grounds is right just outside the, the old, pulling track. It's the old uh, elementary school there yeah. that recently closed, and uh, but they've turned it into a community center. They do breakfast there every mm-hmm. morning. Um, they do a big brig uh, turk or chicken grilling, and I think you have you seen the grill pit they use? You know, I've never paid attention. No. Oh my god, it's a hundred and twenty foot long. Four by four by four box. They fill with charcoal, firewood, you know. How the heck do I miss that? That's impressive. Yeah, it runs down the entire length of one side of the school. And literally, they just got racks. They put the 
chicken in and mm. set it on and rotate it that way. It's impressive. I I have never seen anything like it in my life. It kind of reminds me of uh, concrete forms for the one-yard uh, retaining block. Of course, probably the reason I've never paid attention is because every time I roll in there, I'm on tunnel vision. It's just like pulling, 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 pulling. I don't... Everything else is just... No, keep that away from me. I've only gone through the tractor <laughs> show once. I've never walked over in the show, ever. Well, we'll have a chance this year. Yeah, probably. Because we're going to be up there both days. Uh, we're taking over Jim Zuloff's spot. Uh, for the antique pull on Saturday, so uh, it doesn't start till what eleven, eleven or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So no, it'll be uh, fun. Spend the time up there, and got to give a shout out to the Coglins. Going to be providing us with our Hilton for the weekend. Yes, thank you. Deluxe accommodations. By the sounds of things, we might be the first ones to actually uh, actually crash in the actually we are. Mama Lisa. Text me, she goes, you will be the first one to sleep in the new hauler, so. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> so, thanks Lisa and Dave. We, I, I really appreciate that. No, I, absolutely. They, it's better they than sleeping in the back of my angry grandpa wagon, so. Yeah, they, they take really good care of us. Um, call her Mama Lisa, because she's down Bowling Green. She goes, my name's Lisa, but you can call me Mama Lisa. That's what everybody calls me, because <laughs> she is kind of the mother down there, makes sure everybody gets something to eat, and taken care of and we don't chase too many women around and keeps us in check and too many the key word there was too many notice he didn't say don't chase any uh she just says we can't bring them back so well, catch and catch and release policy catch and really catch and release it followed me home can I keep it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh no great people up there they do a, a lot of work getting that pole put on and uh the final drive will be up there so cool. uh Looking forward to seeing that. I think we might see a couple two-wheel drives make a pass. So, Yeah, probably the playtime bunch will probably be up there. Yeah, them goofballs. Wait, the, that means apple pie. Apple pie. Oh. Apple pie express. Uh-oh. Uncle Bill. Do you ever hear the... You know what Saturday's going to be? Uh, was it... Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody was interviewing. I think it was Harry Carey. You know, long-time Cubs play-by-play yeah. -play guy. And they asked him, uh, you know, is it is it the sign of a true professional to be able to announce a game hammered? And he said, no, anyone can do it hammered. A true professional can do it hungover. <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> GMC's professional grade. <laughs> yeah, watch this. <laughs> They've never heard of Armada. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I think everybody's a professional at Armada. They, or at least they think they are. Well, It's really entertaining in the beer the tent to find out who isn't. You know what? I kind of got it. Well, we that's, said that's we liver aren't going to hold. Liver you know, durability testing week. We, we said we were never going to hold back punches, but uh, the Dukoski boys in Armada last year, we can't disclose everything because what happens at Armada stays at Armada. But those boys found out whether or not they were true professionals that night. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think the, the one didn't succeed. I think the. I mean, he didn't. It wasn't that he was doing anything inappropriate. It's just no, the fact. No, that, well, no, I was, no. I'm, I'm thinking two years ago. I think it was two years ago, maybe three. I, and I would have never in a million years imagined that I would see Jim Shevsky on a picnic table dancing. <laughs> 
But I did. <laughs> that was two years ago. Jim Krzyzewski <laughs> with the Hobley group, uh, the Krzyzewski pulling team. Uh, yeah, he was feeling no pain. <laughs> <laughs> but was up first thing Sunday morning and throwing weights while the rest of the crew was hung over. He's a pro. He's a pro. I that, We're not going to disclose any other stories and whether or not some other people might have been up on the picnic tables also that are present in this room, but... (laughs) I will tell you, the best part is actually after the beer tent shuts down, you go back in the pit area, and really the only people left around is the pullers themselves, and, you know, the alcohol's flowing, and the stories start coming out, and if you want to stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning and literally have your face hurt from laughing your ass off, you got to come to Armada and hang out in the pits on Saturday night. Yeah, forget Bowling Green. Bowling Green's cool, but Armada is where the hardcore fans are. Yeah, for Anybody sure. can go to Bowling Green. Only the true diehards know about Armada. And there's NTPA-level pullers who Every said year. the best times they ever had was going to Armada. Mm-hmm. Back when it was an NTPA poll. Yeah, there was that time. And well, I don't, well, as long as NTPA is uh, tied into Bowling Green, I don't think those days will ever pass as NTPA there again. But PPO, maybe? Uh, hint, hint. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I wouldn't mind it. But, a, I know they go to Hamburg, New York, but but yeah, on Sunday maybe. Yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to it, but uh, we'll no, to, it's let's we'll go to work on the fair board with that one. But no, uh, Port Hope, great time up there. You know, I I say great time at every poll, and you can mark that down on your uh, bingo card because you know sidetrack drinking game. Yep, yep. You'll have that on the big jobs. Because we clearly don't get enough alcohol on this show. (laughs) Words you'll never hear on this program. I went to this poll and it was complete shit. (laughs) No, I can say that about a poll. Yeah, well, two years ago. No, considering I had a poll stateside in my own hometown this weekend. And I went to Canada. We're not going to talk about those guys. Yeah. If I wanted to go to a shit poll, I could have gone to one. But I refused to. Smart man. Quality over quantity. Or in my case, quantity and quality. Yeah. So they were done in 11 minutes? Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward to seeing maybe the Simmons team uh, reappear. Probably. Might right. see a bunch of the up north, the Gladwin boys. Gladwin boys are back together and running. Yeah. Just haven't seen them make it down. Uh, All of them, I think. Probably yeah. due to the high roller being back up and running. They're oh, probably... Okay committed to that but i, I haven't heard whether or not they're going to be there i don't know uh, it'd be nice if they were i think jim bailey's back together too so on the, yeah the third gladwin truck so that'd be cool yeah i mean there's a name we haven't talked about in a little bit of time uh yeah. what we saw him once last year at least i think he was out a once handful or twice, of times yeah. the year before and i know that, you know he's he's there again another guy just you know busy kids are getting kids growing up and responsibility and i get it I'm, it's fine but Cool to see him out too. Looking forward to seeing the Van Blarkums come down. You know, um, Jeremy Ricks. You yeah. know, great time with them guys. Uh, some really down to earth pullers and a little uh, eccentric. I don't oh, know yeah. if they have enough money to be eccentric, but I'm thinking uh, Mr. Leffler himself is different. Uh, yeah. Waldo. Waldo. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I can't remember his first name. Mike. Mike. Yeah, that's it. I was surprised I remembered his last name. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew the guy for three years before I knew he had a name other than Waldo. That's all I ever called him, and that's how the truck's lettered. So, hey, go with it. You know, he he responds to it. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah. 
Actually, he's got a second Facebook page labeled Waldo Leffler. Yeah, I think, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but looking forward to seeing them. I uh, have not heard official word whether or not Last Call will be up and running, but I do know they've been on the dyno with the motor, and uh, they've had plenty of time to get her together. I mean, Robbie Rob Jr., he ain't working right now, so. Maybe late, but he's always on time. Yeah. Damn school teacher budgets, you know, and think they'd have two pulling tractors right now with that type of money, but um, oh wait, I know better than that because yeah, <laughs> I can't f- figure out how you can afford one. Uh, yeah, well, right. Yep, yeah, I yeah, I'll let that ship continue to go out of port. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who's pulling punches now? You might as well play it for him, because, yeah, he's just obviously being a little pansy today. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Well, it's true today. You're not really you're not really uh, willing to get throwing some punches today. I'm a little disappointed. The person who would get hit with it would never hear this anyway. Oh, that's even better. Uh, <laughs> less likely kinda, to get in trouble. Kind of takes the <laughs> pulling the punch. It kind of takes the risk away, doesn't it? Anybody care what this guy thinks? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> That's the whole point of the show. Nobody really cares. Nope. Nobody cares. Thanks. So, uh, what else you got? You got a whole sheet of paper notes and... I did, yeah. Arrows, and I think he's calling for a pass play, Nick. Uh, but it could be a quarterback sneak. I can't tell. Is that, is that a pentagram? Ooh. <laughs> Wrong page. <laughs> My penmanship is closely approximating hieroglyphics, so it could be. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got? I see all kinds of crap. I held out on you. I did have some news, but I don't know if you saw this yet. Uh, the new Deutz Light Super. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. uh, Dan. Uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The owner or the guy who helped build it? Whoever was posting all kinds of pictures. Doug, yeah. Doug, Doug Roberts. Doug, Doug Roberts, yes. So, Roberts Machine, apparently not completely out of business anymore. And they got a new uh, Deutz uh, 8006 chassis, the 130 engine block in it for uh, uh, Derek Sarton. Um, they ran it, I think, twice and blew the side of the block out and had to do another one. Uh, so, it should be out again uh, this weekend um, out there. Uh, it calls the tractor easy, and that's spelled with five E's. Thank God he did yeah. it with five, because after that, I was so in trouble. If you experiment with a snowblower, you won't be able to count that high anymore. So. <laughs> three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. You want to see the pictures? I remember. Could have been real interesting. He would have been able to flip us off without us. You know, no one would get offended. He's, he's all full of piss and vinegar over there like, Neh. why is that guy just waving a stub? <laughs> And all the doctors that's saved it and reattached it. That's a different subject, though. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you're, never mind. Keep her on PG. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Roberts, uh, it's not, it's, I don't get the impression, I don't believe it is a full component chassis. They're still using Deutz rear end in it and uh, done a lot of really neat work, though, on the, the base block. What class? The light Super. Light Super. Light Super. Uh, I don't know what cubic, well, cubic inch limit would be 505, but I, and I would assume that they're right there. Uh, really neat uh, aluminum, I don't know what you'd even call it, substructure pressed into the cast iron Deutz block to support the uh, the lifters. 
Um, then above that, a single-piece billet uh, jug holder, I guess if you want to call it, a cylinder holder. Because on the Deutzes, each one, the way out of the factory, each cylinder has its own unique cylinder head, and they're not really attached to Just each like other. a dirt bike. Just like a dirt bike. And so they created a one-piece monolithic uh, you know, uh, sleeve holder and then a billet uh, pusher out head on it. Uh, a lot of detail into it. Nice-looking nice machine, so good luck to them. I think it'll be out this weekend uh, at, the, at one of the swings that Outlaws has. So that's kind. Of, it was kind of cool to see. Um, a, not only just a different color, but a true... You know, not True just Deutz, yeah. not just draping a hood over a whatever. You know, flavor of the flavor of the week deer block or something. Yeah, no <clears throat> component. Yeah, yeah. So no, and then and, and you know, to your point, it's yeah, it's not component. So yeah, right in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure I the Kramer excited to see the, sure the Kramer boys up in the thumber just salivating over that thing. Oh no doubt, no doubt. What else we got list listed uh, there? I'll save that last bit for the tail end. We're gonna. Oh, okay. We're, we're jumping gonna, around. We're gonna debut into the uh, maybe a red line segment. What? What's that? We'll have to tell everybody. Yeah, it's. But, I'm uh, excited for that. Before we get into that, though, we're kind of at the 25 percent point on the polling season here with Fourth of July weekend. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting to take a look around the country at some of the, the higher profile races and highlight some good runners and surprises that are going on out there. And I'll start with light limited super stock. Uh, I think with the uh, travel calendar, really kind of got a break in the month of July. There's only one event for light limited supers on that northern travel calendar uh, that Ed Shearbridge put together, presented by uh, Steiner Tractor Parts and some Pico Oil. July 9th, Bunker Hill, Ohio is the only July event on tap. But um, so far, I I would make a case that the top three, if we're going to do power rankings for light limited supers, and in no particular order, the top three got to be Larry Anderson and whatever, Mr. Wayne Stein, and the Massey out of the Pruitt Stables. Pruitt Stables in there, and I got to throw a fourth one in there. Even though we did have breakage over in Canada, Mr. Larry Wright. Yeah, I'll give him an honorable mention. Because he's right there power-wise and had some good runs, just mechanically it was fighting him this week. So the first two poles. But absolutely, Pruitt team on a tear with both tractors. And... uh, Getting what was a first and a second the last event. Godfather keeps us posted on that. That's kind of nice. But the last event they were too. But uh, yeah, right now as far as northern guys, it's Wayne Stein and uh, Roach himself. Yeah, I, I had a look through uh, MTTP's uh, results and they've only had one hook for light super and Wayne was not there. There was only two trackers there actually. So really, he's uh, averaging averaging a one point five finish. So. Yeah, yeah, no, him and uh, Roach uh, doing it the same way both times over in Canada, you know, with uh, both drawn test puller and uh, turned down their first first run to come back and win the class. So kind of excited to see what's going to happen now with my new schedule. I might be able to make it down to Bunker Hill. Uh, We'll have to pull up the map and see if it's it's within a reasonable distance. Yeah, I can't remember what day of the week it is. I think it's a midweek for some reason. It's the ninth. Yeah, that was no. No, that won't be. That would be, be a Friday. A Friday night. Yeah, it would be a Friday. Which I can't. I'm in Florence. Shoot. So. Yeah, and then then the the light limited calendar gets back in, really in the meat of the schedule in August. But we'll get we'll come but we'll circle back to that when it comes back around. But uh, going around some of the other uh, classes, boy, I gotta wonder. We'll start off with uh, the unlimited supers NTPA. 
Has the uh, Blackborn Cheesic dominance maybe kind of over here? They've only got one win so far on the year. And uh, Toma, uh, session one, the two trackers finished third and seventh, and a session two, fifth and seventh. Those are numbers I never thought I would have heard. No, I mean, John Strickland with the Galat team has two wins, uh, and the Galat two tracker in particular holds the points lead with 11 pulls to go. Kind of seems like uh, Brent Payne has has those Alkies screaming. Yeah, got them online, and let's face it, the Galat team has been dialing the Magcos in. Yeah. The past two, three years, we've known they've always been a threat. Uh, kind of got off pace there for a year or two when they first debuted. They were full dominant team, and uh, Cheezix came in and really kind of set them back. And, yeah, like you said, Brett Payne is getting them Agco's dialed in coming out of North Carolina there. And uh, really, really would love to see them get the win. They've put the time and effort in. And, uh, I mean, I'm Cheezix. I like the work they do. I like the drivers, but nice to see something. They're kind else in of there. that Richard Childress the pulling, as far as I'm concerned, and it'd be nice to see it. The win go to somebody who's still piloting their own vehicle. Yeah, and of course Jordan Lustig, he missed the North Carolina rounds, but he was able to come in and Toma and and do what the Silver Bullet does and punch out a win. Yeah, you know it's the Silver Bullet's kind of fallen on the back burner the past few years as far as high, you know. Being out in the limelight and getting the wins with, yeah. you know, just the Glot team. I mean, you can name them off, uh, any of the Cheesic tractors. A lot of the, you know, where they're at where Silver Bullet Lustic team was at yeah. 15 years ago. And I don't, I think Lustics could do that, but I know Jordan's busy. You know, he's, he's got little ones of his own, raising a family, and uh, really has a booming business with the Bullet Motorsports building tractors. Yeah. So. Take care of the customers before you take care of yours and, and stay close to home and, and still be involved in the sport and raise your family. So I get it. No, no and it's no it's great to see them get uh, get back out there and uh, still show they can dominate in the class. So Yeah. Uh, in the Super Farm class, let there be no doubt at all that uh, Michigan is is it's the home of, of the bad Super Farms. John Silsby going on a tear in Toma. Absolutely. Uh, he had he finished first in session one, and he was seventh in session two. Um, and I went back and looked at uh, the Mule City 300. He had a fifth place and a 16th. That 16th is what killed him. He's third in the points now. Um, but, uh, yeah, Michigan-based tractors at Toma. Silsby number one. Well, not all Michigan-based, but Michigan roots. Silsby number one, one bad apple number two, Lee Butts press on out of the thumb number three, and uh, honorable mention to Jorge Zenz from Grass Lake at number twelve on a new tractor. I was tractor. just down by him. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and in session two, it was Brady Ferris from the southern part of the state at number two, Silsby number seven, uh, Stan Ward at number eight, Rob Turbridge number nine. So Michigan heavily represented in the top ten uh, all through the Toma weekend. And if you look at the points race, um, Rod Deck number one. Brad Hart from West Michigan, number two, Silsby, number three, and Brian Deck, number four, all Michigan tuned tractors. Yeah, all Michigan tuned tractors, and three of which born and bred here in Michigan. Yeah. So, you know, I I gotta mention Ferris's tractor. I gotta love that twenty that twenty ninety six sheet metal, that first gen, yeah, Case IH tractor sheet metal on there. It's a little different, and it but it fits it. It's, and it's, it's nice, different. It's a late change. model, late model case with red paint. Yeah, didn't, didn't have the uh, the bubble on the hood yet. And 
Well, that bubble on the hood was kind of concentric with the case, but it, the 2096 never had it. So right, it didn't have the didn't have the flush mount headlights or yeah. anything. They're still recessed and just a, a real snapshot in time look. But yeah, Super Farms where it's at here. And you know what though, I do have to say we've been talking about it for a while. Super Farm lives and breathes here, but sure does. Limited Pro and Light Pro are taking away in other areas. So yeah, I addressed that actually uh, during the Carsonville pull of thumb when Super Farm class came up. But I kind of I wondered aloud to the crowd on Mike, you know what what is the future of Super Farm in Michigan? I think it's safe for five years. Oh yeah, but I think there will come a day when people start choosing between the four point ones or the lights. It's just it's coming. And I have a feeling Michigan's going to be the state that is going to be split east and west. Um, what's I think that's what way. I think that could be true. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Because, I mean, let's face it, the west side's closer to 4.1 over here. We're light. Yeah, is, we are. was where we were, we'll be at. So, Yep, we will be. Uh, in the minis, boy, this seems to be the year of Ken Vitti and the funny little farm all. I hope so. I really do because I don't want to make it sound bad or that, but. Ken's up there in age. How much longer can he do it? Yeah. And what would be a better way to go out than go out on top? He took an unlimited title in the mods. There's no reason to think he can't do it now in the minis. Um, he has a three-point edge over Larry Kester at this point. Three wins on the season, so he's just stacking it up. His worst finish is a, is a ninth. You know what? He's made it work for years. Um, I still remember when he made the jump over from drag racing to pulling. And the first time you saw the funny farm all come out with that 66 series front end or 86 series front end, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Actually, it's shorter. It was probably like an 84 series. But, you know, it was, uh, who's this guy? Why has he only got three engines in a four-engine class? But that yep. guy showed what you can do with a 1471 blower. I remember when he first came out with it. And I want to say, they actually, I think the debut pole was Emily City. And that nose cone yep. wasn't even painted yet. It was just, you know, just the aluminum. Hadn't 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 even primed it yet, and um, I knew the name of Ken from from his drag racing days, sure. But uh, boy, everybody sure got a wake up call about what he could do with a. If you weren't if you weren't tied into top alcohol drag, uh, top alcohol funny car with NHRA and didn't know the name, and I really you know I guess I didn't know it on that level. We sure got educated quick. Oh yeah, I mean the guy came over and he showed, hey, I can do it with three engines. Oh, you don't think I can do it with four? went and did it with four engines yeah you know now he goes i'm gonna go run a mini yeah the, the guy is very few people can translate over from drag racing to pulling just because it's not that point and shoot type setup no. and uh to be able to translate over and do it as successfully as he has shows this guy's got talent he sure does he knows how to how to work over uh, a methanol hemi oh absolutely so Great to see him, and uh, as always, his wife sitting oh, in the number Rona? one spot. Absolutely, yeah. She's a sweetheart. Yep. Gotta love her. Everybody loves her. I don't know who gets cheered for more down in Bowling Green. The I, ring winner? Probably Rona. <laughs> or Rona running down the track. <laughs> yeah. and that's the only pull she'll do it at anymore. Yeah. And uh, the crowd loves her. I know she tripped and fell the one year, and I can't tell you how many guys probably tried jumping the barrier to go check on her just because... Yeah. She means so much to the sport yeah. and to bowl, the Bowling Green fans. So no, they're a good, good family, and proud to have them involved with 
Absolutely. It, it, them being here raises the profile pulling. Just, it does. Yep. So what are we rolling on to? Two-wheel drives? Two-wheel drives. Uh, Renee Theobald in the pretty wicked two-wheel drive just is ripping it up. Uh, first and a second place finish at Toma. Holds a one-point edge over uh, Randy Petro and the Kathy's Complaint with 10 to go on the Grand National Tour. But give it to the uh, Shelbyville, Indiana crew. And, you know, it's... Well, I like Renee. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh-huh. There's... I really don't Doug, care uh, for Drew's it. addresses. <laughs> I don't care for a lot of two. I never really got into two wheel drives till actually I really got to know the Shepherds and the Coglins, Potters, you know. But Lisa Tatum, <laughs> okay. Uh, Renee Theobald, yeah. There's a few uh, good looking uh, <laughs> female pullers in that two wheel drive class. So uh, actually, you can discuss that more. You got no chance. That's all I'm saying. You, you can discuss that more with uh, Drab uh, next week. Oh, he'll lose his mind if we bring up uh, Ashley Corzine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll have him, you'll have to get not only the these uh, filters in front of the mic, you need a, like a spit cup underneath it, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, drool catcher. Check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, what else we got? Pro stocks. Pro stocks. Uh, the uh, it seems like it's the Tim Shipley Mike Connie show. They've been stacking up the victories, but they're actually robbing from each other because uh, right now the Lemke crew in the uh, New Generation Plus has an eleven point edge. Really? It. But I gotta give I gotta hand it to to Shipley's uh, doing the tuning on on the Connie the Mac Nasty and Mac Daddy tractors. They've got those deers just cranking and the, it. Lemke's, I think they do have one win on the season. They're they're not killing the Connie Shipley crew, but they're being ultra consistent. And that's the name of the game when it comes down to a points chase. Is, yeah, it's nice to get the wins, but you got to be consistent. And uh, we've seen it before where guys might not have gotten many wins on the season, yeah. but they're in that top two, three, top five, and walk away with the points chase. So got to be uh, got to pay attention to them guys who are. Running consistent. Yeah. Yep. In the Unlimiteds, uh, kind of a surprise, really, to me, I guess. Uh, the nonsense all screwed up of the Criswell and Benedict team, a 16-point edge with 10 hooks to go. I mean, they are just out there. Criswell's with uh, the Tedder chassis underneath. Yeah. Infamous now for its uh, uh, extra bonus points for difficulty of dismount at Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> The one who shook its back clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good way of describing it, yeah. But yeah, 16-point edge this early, just uh, absolutely killing it. And you know what? We got to give a shout-out to the Michigan boys out in Toma. Joe Stock's doing really well out there. Um, yeah. Longevity in the sport. Bob's been involved with mods for as long as I've been alive and uh-huh. is still able to come back year after year, and be in that top 10 race at all times. I believe I didn't actually make... And now on four engines this year, you know, the past few years, versus his old five-engine days. Yeah, I didn't make... Uh, I didn't actually note too much in, in the mods. They are up there, of course, local guys, and shout-out to, to what Bob and Terry are doing. I think Bob sits at either number two or number three, and it's Doug Lively with the bank robber leading uh, the mods Yep. at the at this moment, which, you know, no surprise, Doug's, Doug's another hard charger and is always right up there with it. Um 
Light supers. This one's probably not a surprise because the Cheesic team just Brian Corth. Whether it's PPL or NTPA, the tractors are one and two with both series. Yep, and both they're all piloted by Brian. And man, that guy can show what he can do with some horsepower under his feet. Yeah, we're still looking for the new Spiegelberg tractor. I'm interested to see that one. Yeah, I've heard stories about what's going. You know what that tractor will be. It will be another Blackborn setup. Um going to be Adam in the seat so looking forward to seeing that make its debut I'm hoping soon haven't had a chance to get a hold of Scott and bug him at all I mean probably I'm going to guess the Magnum the, the Manatee sheet metal well we don't not sheet metal because they got the carbon fiber buck for those now yeah carbon fiber body probably just like they uh, they, they pioneered Dominator. it for, they pioneered it for detonators so Detonator, yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're going to want to continue to use that yeah and absolutely sell them, so. be interesting to see that come out uh, also nationally, uh, shout out to another Michigan team on the PPL side in pro stock, uh, the Borson team, Green Line Ex- uh, the Green Line Express, uh, 12-point edge after five events. They're probably at the 25% mark on the Champions Tour, and so they're they're sitting out there uh, well in front. Yeah, they got to be happy with that. Borson's longtime pullers with them tractors, and uh, kind of weird seeing them on the PPL Tour, longtime NTPA pullers, and... You know, it's kind of what we're seeing. There's no cross-mingling, but, no. you know, good to see the Borsons, West Side Boys, uh, right down there with the Trowbridges, so. Yep. Then locally in Region 2, two things to highlight uh, that's, that jumped off the page at me and the heavy super stocks. Kent Payne in the Super Rooster currently holds the Region 2 points lead, however. He also holds the record. I, I think we have to take it away from the Chiswell team on most elegant dismount of a motor. He's close. He's close. I think I'd have to give that one to, uh, shoot, the... It's got to stay stateside. You oh, cannot okay. go to Europe. Well, that's no fun. Because they do some awesome blow-ups over there. <laughs> you want to see an alcohol IH engine get launched out of a chassis, go watch some European video. Yeah, absolutely. But no, we got to keep it stateside, you know. Okay, and, if we're going to stay stateside, then for right, for at least if for recent memory, yeah, he he's the leader. Yeah. He's the, club, was, he's the clubhouse leader. Season's still young. <laughs> I, I've seen, well, Running Bear do some crazy stuff, but... I've never seen yeah. the entire block with cable leave. <laughs> Especially since the cable rule. I mean, we'll see them they'll flop pop. up there. They'll pop, and then it'll just kind of hang there in a limp mess. Unfortunate heap. Well, we did see that one at uh, Harrisburg, the, the but John Deere, the, but it still stayed tied still to it. It still stayed tied to it. This one completely left the frame. Fell out the side. Yeah, this one, yeah, this one got away. This one got airborne. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the cable did... There's been a lot of talk on the cables and what, you know, is is it stringent enough just because, you know, there's guys already been calling fault with, well, the cable isn't going to do any good. I think I disagree with that. And I have to disagree with it, too. But we've all heard the argument, you know, it really isn't doing anything. <clears throat> and unfortunately, I have to say, Kent Payne kind of put one in uh, the chamber for the guys arguing the cables not being effective enough. Yeah, it did slow down the motor, but it did not do 
what the NTPA and PPL have always said it will do, which is contain a motor in the event of a failure, so that way it's not leaving the chassis in danger right. people. And, you know, what did we watch? We watched a block get completely launched, get, what, 15, 20 foot of air underneath it, and come down in front of the sled. Yeah, but I think that's the exception that's proven the rule. I mean, how many other engine blo- engine explosions we had? If you look on a percentage basis, this is an anomaly. It truly is. Oh, absolutely. I'm... I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think it's absolute necessity to have that cable. And at this point, after seeing that, I think they need to. I might disagree with that notion. I like the idea that there's only one. I like that it's between cylinders one and two, so that if it does pop, it's throwing it away from the driver. I think if there's two, you have too much risk of, of it splitting and a piece of that coming back into the roll cage. Fair enough. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I do like it as written. <laughs> Not, not so good for the flag man, though. No, no. <laughs> and could we see a change in that? Stream again, sidetrack, let's go. Could we see a change in that, at least for the starter, where we'd get away from an actual guy standing on track and maybe go to remote-triggered lights? No. I, I, I got to say no, because remote-triggered lights, you have to have somebody watching from the sidelines you don't get that view and the time it takes to trigger a button to stop things and things like that, you know, maybe there's something on the track. You lose a lot of your visuals that you need being down track side, watching them vehicles, the cues of the driver, things like that. You remove somebody from the situation, you know, even to a distance of, you know, 50 feet off to the side, you lose a lot of what that view is that the flag guy has. Yeah. It's a dangerous spot. Can you replace it with a starting tree? I I don't think so. Fair point. Fair you, point. You got to have that human touch that 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 reaction time. You know, by the time a light's triggered, the flag's already been flown. You know, so. And I mean, heck, when you got guys guys like uh, Scott Doty, who's just you know have put their time in and are gotten to be experts of their craft as far as. Uh, just policing a strip of clay kind of hard to beat their judgment fair enough so anyways <laughs> then another team i wanted to highlight in uh, ntpa region 2 super farm uh in the points race right now um number one and number two are tied in the points race and they're 15 points clear of the third place guy uh from West Michigan, Tony Seatsman and the Wolverine Deer. And guys, you've heard on this show, the Capozo team, Cruel Intentions, tied for first in Region 2 Super Farm. Wow, I haven't been keeping up with that. And uh, good to hear the Capozos are out there. They've, they've had a lot of hard luck the past yeah. couple of years and have put the time and effort in trying to get back on top. Just fortunes dealt them a rough hand, you know, just mechanically getting that tractor back out. We know they have mm-hmm. the dominance. First year out taking sixth, you know. With yeah, the tractor, yeah, it is the Lumkeys new generation plus. Get it, but they've put the time and effort to make sure it's up and running. It finished sixth the first year out on a tour, and they fought a lot of uh, gremlins. And good to see them back in uh, good standing. Logo still on the tractor, forty ten Super Farm NGP edition. Yep. So uh, no, absolutely great to hear them up on top. Yeah, and. uh, Another even Tony Seatsma, another great guy, a long time in the sport. Uh, he's Wolverine one of the founders Deers, of Super one, Farm. Yeah, one of the very first pullers it. I've ever yeah. seen. 
and a uh, great guy. And uh, I've actually talked to him, just down to earth guy. Talked to him years ago in Emily City with the Wolverine deer. Hasn't changed the look. Still that 40 series sheet metal on the side. And uh, 4430 stacks the plate weights up front. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's going to be a good battle. Uh, I know who I'm rooting for. But then again, who can really argue when, you know, it's two Michigan boys involved, you know, two Michigan yeah. teams involved. So, good deal for them. Absolutely. That's all I've got for around the world and. Whatever we did that in, 22 minutes. That ain't too bad. So yeah. how about we take a break here, and then we'll go figure out what the hell we want to talk about, you know. Well, like I Wait, said. Wait, you got some extra we material. Could, we could maybe go there. We might have a rant. Ah, okay. So I can, don't know. I'll, I'll come up with one. Red, <laughs> debut the concept of redlined and the rant. Yeah. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. Sidetracked on pulling a radio network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Welcome back to Sidetracked with Armstead and Potion, the No Spin Zone, once again on the Pulling Radio Network, presented by Polar Air Compressor. Yeah, another great sponsor there. Uh, I don't know. Can we mention the newest sponsor coming on board yet? Mm, mm, I'm going to say no. Okay, it's pretty cool though. Yeah, all our sponsors are cool. We got some all really more. cool sponsors i i enjoy that i don't know that we got a, an official green light yet so nope nope we'll wait on that but i know uh rage lukey eric pruitt really doing a lot getting some new sponsors drummed up to help support the cause here make sure we keep the shows coming to you every week and uh you got to thank them for their time and effort uh eric and uh, his wife putting in a lot of extra hours and time to uh make sure the pr side is being taken care of for uh, pulling radio network and we'll be a here group for efforts. So. We'll be here for a long time to come. Yep, absolutely. So, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't really have a rant yet, but I'm no, sure I can drum something one. up. Okay, so we're you gonna, know I'm good for that. Yeah, preview <laughs> preview segment here. Um, if you've been following us personally on Facebook at all, Andrew, myself, Kenny Eggleston, or Dave Foltz, you've seen the tag redlined and probably scratched your head. What is this all about? Well, tonight we're going to tell you my baby. Yeah, this is your idea. Yeah, you uh, you had the sidetracked idea. You're the one who approached me on that. And what was it about two months ago now? Yeah, it was I approached right. you got approached uh, Charles and Nick and Kenny and I go, hey, listen, you know, after talking with Kenny, I know he was looking for an outlet to uh, cover some more motorsports. You know, he's heavily involved more with monster truck shows, things like that, more than pulling. And uh, you he's, and he's, I he's, have huge interests yeah. in motorsports all across the outside board. of pulling. Don't get me wrong, 
Pulling is probably my number one motorsport. Oh, but, it for sure is. But but there's a lot more out there, and it's a lot more not I getting talk the coverage, about. you know. And uh, gives us a chance to learn. So I go, hey guys, what about doing a one hour show? Anybody can do it. You know, it's not every week are you going to be here in Armstead and Posh. You know, no. not every week are you going to be here. And you know, Kenny might do a show. We might do a show. And Kenny goes, well, how about adding Dave Fultz in the mix? I go. Well, we can add a redneck section. I mean, we'll probably have to hey, somehow put up captions and he's actually He's and, got his fingers on the pulse of a, of a certain area of the, of the motorsports world, too, that the, the between you, me, and Kenny, the three of us don't. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, he's, he's bringing stuff so, to the table uh, there, so that's great good. Great to have him come on board with us with that. And uh, just like kind of how Sidetrack came about as I was sitting there going, well, what do you want to name it? And I go, how about Redlined? That fast. That's and, how all of our decisions are doing. We've literally been working on this. We've started sharing a uh, lot of uh, Facebook posts, things like that. Uh, one of the most recent ones for me was uh, Jay Leno and the wreck of the Hemi under glass Barracuda. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the type of stuff that interests me. You know, the old school uh, back of the days with the Ram Chargers, things like that. You know, Hearst being out there, you know, Hemi under glass, um, the dealership names of the, the Sox martin things like you know mm-hmm. well, back when drag racing was more than just you know the force team and things like that no back when car dealerships built their own drag cars to go out and play every week i think we're down to one of those left really at the highest levels and that's a part-time team now bob, yeah bob tasca and 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 nhra funny car he's about it yeah so uh and you know these are at that that time and era these were cars that anybody still could actually own but uh you know that's where one of my interests is coming out and i'm going to be diving into some more stuff i think you're going to see me going to some figure eight races uh discussing bump and run races around the area because that is getting extremely popular um it's going to replace demo derby because there's no cars left to smash yeah up here at least up uh here. down south that's where you're going to see dave fultz coming i want to get the in, mud racing and the i want to get Derbies. into a program with dave fultz about what they're doing now with the demo derby cars where they're coming out with these just gladiator mad max machines that, that are the flat back and things oh like God. that the yep. solid rear tires and full out race engines and just reinforced to the hill it's stuff that actually up here that you'd never be allowed to do it, it it'd be banned before you even got it off the trailer yep but uh no red line come about is you know we want to do a weekly program i believe as of right now we're talking a september debut for the actual program tentatively yeah. tentatively and uh we're also talking about the first friday program for pulling radio network yeah this will be they'll all be canned shows there won't be a single no. live show unless dave wants to do one or kenny does but it will be a podcast just that way we can can them away and uh play them as needed you know you never know who you're gonna get that week stuff but that's you'll get redlined stuff that's interesting to us so uh what do you got for our first debut for a redline discussion? Kind of give them a teaser of what they can expect with the newest program on Pulling Radio Network. Pretty significant event that took place last weekend, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, 90th running. It's one of the, I think it's actually the most prestigious auto race uh, left on the planet. Uh, it, there was a time when the uh, Grand Prix of Monaco and the Indy 500 were on that plane. They just aren't anymore. The, the preeminent auto race on planet earth is the 24 hours of Le Mans. this was a significant year uh as far as the entries go ford motor company went to Le Mans back in 19 well actually they started the assault on 
Enzo Ferrari, uh, a couple of years prior, I think 65, when they came in with the early GT40s and, and had problems, like 64, and had problems with the cars. 66, though, they started a string of uh, four straight wins, uh, trying to show Detroit muscle how things happen on European territory, and they, they absolutely did, and that all came about because Henry Ford wanted to buy Ferrari, and Enzo wasted his time and then told him to buzz off. Yep. So for Henry Ford got pissed and bust the GT40 after a partnership with Eric Broadley at Lola Cars in, in the UK. Uh, came up with something and lots of involvement uh, with uh, Carol Shelby American. Holman Moody was heavily involved in that assault yep. back in the day with, with NASCAR knowledge uh, on the various cars. Uh, the the fourth and final winner, the Mark IV, uh, I believe, God, I'm going to stretch my credibility here. I'm not going to say who drove it to the win. I, th- I thought it was Foyt and Gurney were, were co-drivers in the car, but I don't remember. But anyway, that car is just about 55 miles to the southwest from where we sit in the Henry Ford Museum. Yep. So you can go check the actual machine out. Uh, cool little car. Well, two years ago... Ford did something that in the production side of, of the auto industry is almost unprecedented. They came up with a supercar, and nobody knew. No one. They worked on this thing nights and weekends uh, at the Dearborn Technical Center and came up with the brand new Ford GT. It's not a rehash. It's not a tribute car. It's in the heritage of the GT40, but it's a brand new carbon fiber monocoque car, twin turbo V6. And they debuted it at the North American International Auto Show uh, two Januaries ago. And it was a surprise. They rolled the thing up on the turntable, and nobody knew that was coming. And the whole point was not only to build the car and show what Ford can do and have another Halo vehicle, but they knew that 50th anniversary 2016 Le Mans was coming, and they could take a GT back and run it in the sports car categories against Ferrari, against Corvette, against Aston Martin, against Porsche, and maybe do it again. Well, they had teething problems in the 24 hours of Daytona, the 12 hours of Sebring, some of the early WEC rounds at uh, Silverstone in England and uh, Spa in Belgium. Car kind of underperformed, but when they backed them off the trailer in France, they put all four on uh, the top four qualifying positions and finished one, three, and five in the race. And the second place Ferrari, there's the tie-in, Ford beats Ferrari, but it was actually an IMSA-based U.S. team, Rizzi Motorsports, with that Ferrari, so the American cars went to France and showed the Euros how to do it. So congratulations to that. Ford. Yeah, absolutely. Home base, like I said, sixty miles away. Went by there yeah. yesterday. Yep. Went right down uh through Dearborn, just within a mile or two of Ford home base. Mm-hmm. So uh great to have that happening again. And I'm not a Ford fan, you know that, Charles. But there's something I, I hear about, all the time because I am. <laughs> but you know what? That GT40 is probably one of the sexiest cars ever made. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's the only true American supercar. Yep. Absolutely stunning piece. So, yeah, congratulations to Joey Hand, Dirk Muller, and Sebastian Bourdais. They piloted the winning Ford in the GTE Pro class. And also an uh, interesting story in the LMP1 class. Uh, with five minutes to go, the Toyota team was leading with their new TSO 50 and encountered a problem that sidelined the car. They stood to be the second ever Japanese overall winner following on from Mazda back in 1991. They came that close and wound up handing it off to uh, Porsche for, a th- I believe, a third straight. That that hurts. I mean, God, five minutes left to go. Yeah. And, uh, and it broke down on the main straight right in front of the pits. 
just rotten luck. And that's why it's such a premier race. You really have to... You got to go the difference, distance. You got to finish the 24 hours. But unlike the manufactured bullshit that Formula One is today, where you stroke all day trying to save your tires, endurance racing is foot on the floor all out all the time, twice around the clock. Yep. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it is made to break man and car. Yeah. And the, it does it every year. And, uh, yeah, it is the premier auto race out there. Bucket list item for me. I do want to, someday I will be there. I'll, I'll tend to race. I would honestly rather go to Monte Carlo first because I am will always be a Grand Prix fan. I would love to go there, but I'd have to win the lottery or something. Right? Absolutely. The I Principality is an expensive place. Yeah, but I mean, the Grand Prix will always be yeah. uh, high on my list. You know, just the street racing aspect is I'd enjoyable. Love to, I'd like to take in an F1 race someday. I'd, from what I've seen, the Circuit of the Americas down in Austin is beautiful, but I also know Bernie Ecclestone's peculiarities about signing contracts for f1 who knows if usa will remain on the tour to where i could go there but actually i'd rather see it i'd rather see it at uh at spa in belgium or at monza yeah absolutely i mean the tifosi really know how to throw a party for an f1 race <laughs> and granted they're biased with the ferraris but what a show it'd be cool to go see that and you know growing up here i before i really understood motorsports is you look at the indy cars and yeah. the indy cars are an offspring of formula one as far as yeah. similarities and looks and that, and for years I didn't realize there was a difference, you know, till you start, you know, until I got older and actually started looking in more, you know, is why why do these guys go around in a circle and the rest, you know, go uh, go through the streets of some right. town, you know? I mean, who shuts down an entire town to go race through it? I mean, come on, this is awesome. So you know, it's in Indy. I mean, Indy's six hours from us. Yeah, Indy 500 is another bucket list. That in the Daytona 500. Go to the Brickyard. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I would love to. They had a good good race there this year. Probably the best one they've had in several years. It's been so long since I've actually been able to watch an IndyCar race. Just because, well, I don't have TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to sit down and watch it, though. But, you know, I will throw a little another red line topic in there quick is one that hurts me is a loss of the iraq series yeah that was a shame i think they just flat out lost the the backing financial backing to keep it going i think the financial backing a lot of the interest because people just you know it was it was goofy so to speak because you're taking yeah. you're taking nascar guys you were taking indycar guys you, you open wheel closed wheel guys crossing over in identical cars and going out and racing and I think that was kind of the fun of it was they were identical cars other than the color. Yeah, to the best and, extent possible. They yeah. Were, they were all the same. And it was really something that showed the finesse and capabilities of the drivers. And, you know, as an Earnhardt fan, always will be, you know, the guy could even make an IROC car work. He sure could. Um, they Really, that series really, was, in a way, because of the tracks that they ran on, it really was kind of maybe biased a little bit in favor of the NASCAR guys. As opposed to the way the IROC started out in the 70s when they ran Porsches and there were road carriages thrown yep. in. But uh, it's some of the best drafting battles I ever saw were probably, I'd say, mid-90s, early 90s, actually, when they were still running the Dodge Daytonas before they flipped to the Pontiac Firebirds yep. for that series. Um, I've got Actually, I've got some that I recorded off TV somewhere in a box at home. Just phenomenal races. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think there's still a need for that out there to be able to show the crossover of these racers. And I don't know if it's just corporate, uh, global corporate situations now with sponsoring and things like that that might be slowing them down as compared to what we had, you know, 20 years ago when IROC was still going. Well, back in the day, it was heavily underwritten by True Value hardware stores. And when's the last time you were in one of those? Um, I know where there are a few still. Yeah, and they're a scary. handful. They're a handful, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, tough one there. But yeah, they did some great battles back in the day. All kinds of people. Yeah, like you said, you know, indie, they were fun races too. Indy car drivers, NASCAR guys, World of Outlaws, drag racers, guys from the old. Here's another one. Remember this? The SCCA Trans Am? Yeah. God, what a cool series that was. That's gone. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting and uh, watching, uh, where were we? Oh, sitting in uh, the bar, local bar, Jack's, the blue bar, his neighbor calls it. I know you've been there. Yeah. And uh, we were watching, you know, NASCAR qualifications and practice runs. And uh, they were in Sonoma. Yeah. And, you know, like they were talking is Talladega always will be a great one. Daytona legendary indie legendary i'd rather go watch a race at watkins Glen or sonoma you know what the road courses have done for nascar is they've really that's the place now where you go get that short track feeling the the bumping and grinding and, and using the chrome horn to move the guy out of the way you know the only place really on a tour you can do that anymore is bristol is bristol and martinsville but yep. you know the old the old fairgrounds richmond track is gone uh, North Wilkesboro, gone. To a certain extent, you could even get away with that a little bit at Rockingham. Rockingham was good. Yeah, it's still a shorter good track, track. Shorter track, just over a mile, asymmetrical shape. It had that old asphalt with a lot of seashells in it where it would abrade the tires and, and guys would fall off. So you get somebody on fresh rubber who was coming up a lot faster and it made for some cool, interesting strategy. Um, the only track that's evocative of that anymore uh, tire degradation issue is Darlington, which has the same style of you know high high seashell content asphalt. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it's there's there's something missing there. And I do. I guess it's my Grand Prix love. You know, we have Grand Prix right down here on Belle Isle in Detroit. Never know? been. And no, I've never made it down there either because normally we've got polling going on the same yeah. weekend, and uh, it's just that that road course feel that you can equate over just from driving down the road, so to speak on a windy two lane road, you know, through the yeah. hills or something, you can equate that over where let's face it. How many people get out on an oval or round circular track to go race? Not very many. So that's, that's my feel on that. And we're going to get more redlined as uh, time goes on. As we get closer, you're going to get snippets here and there. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll drop it in. We, I guess we kind of were doing that all along anyway. Some of the, we were, we, we've been pro- previewing the show, kind of throwing feelers out land there. Speed and, stuff. We, we talked about in early months or some of the Seinfeld shows have had flavors of redline, but now it's got a name and a purpose. Yep. Now it's, and it's going to be a completely uh, separate show now and great to have a kind of across the country coverage of it, you know, with down in Kentucky, if that, that you know, we keep talking about Dave Foltz being involved, but he hasn't done a show in like four years now, or you know, <laughs> he keeps talking. Yeah, this week I'm coming back and I'm changing this to the show, and it's gonna be all new and nothing. 
crickets. I swear to God, I'm coming back. It's gonna be a good y- y- show. You know, you know. At this rate, when he comes sure back, you won't have to change anything, and it'll be an all new show. That's yeah. what we already said. <laughs> we every time he says he's coming back, we go. We got the perfect slot, time slot for you. The guy who had this show at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, he, he's, he's, he's completely gone. So you you can have his slot. Yeah. <laughs> Been gone so long, he's starting to appear on milk cartons. <laughs> yeah. At least if we we disappear, it'll be on cases of Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, far more likely to find us. Yep, we have to change his Facebook uh, profile picture to the "Have you seen me?" that you see on the back of semi trucks rolling down ninety four. Oh, we should make one up for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it on the Polar Radio Network page. We can do that. So, I think that's all I have for tonight. Resident uh, redneck, non-resident alien. <laughs> Who are you? Ah, good question. So. With that, I think we're done for the night, unless you got something else. That's it. I had three pages of notes, and I've read them all. I, I brought a cell phone and heartburn meds and su- aviator sunglasses. Which one of these is the most important to this man's career? The aviators. I was going to say, it better not be the heartburn meds, because you change jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the aviators. It goes with the look. Hey, and we're going to have to change the emojis on our... Uh, on our uh, logo now. We are. Yeah. The handlebar mustache is slowly fading into oblivion. Yep. When it gets a fall, and I'll be joining you on the full beard thing again. <laughs> Every fall I grow it out. So with that, thank you for listening. My name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name's Meyer. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.